0: Well, hello there.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: This
2: is unbelievable, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's amazing. I uh, wasn't sure I was ever going to talk to you again.
2: <laughs> Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm one of your hosts, Luce Cannon, and I'm joined with Baco today. How are you, hey, sir? Luce. I'm good.
1: It's nice to meet you.
2: It does feel like that. It's been forever. (laughs) The fact that I am here is against all odds. I'm like the Phil Collins of podcasts. I mean, I I have, and and that is now the second time I've referenced Phil Collins, I believe, on the show, which is bizarre. We need more of that. Yeah, that's what we need. But uh, let me me ask you, how many times, uh, well, just in summary, my life has been absolutely insane with my business, all kinds of stuff. And I won't go into that. Right now, But it's just basically been almost impossible. It has been impossible for me to set aside an hour or two just to at least speak <laughs> on, on the mic and everything like that. So how many times have we set this up over the last, I don't know, two months and then had to, to shit can it? Give me a number.
1: Oh, boy. Um, it's, it's, it's probably less than six, but you know, I'm right around 4, right? Yeah, it's got to be right around there, but it was always like like tell me how 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 the interaction goes between you and me. Give a quick summary <laughs> of how it goes. Are we going to do it or not? And then like, yes. Uh, no. <laughs> that's that's a quick summary. Yeah, but it's always like last minute. Fuck, I have to cancel again. You've been a little better on the last minute, I will say. I usually know before I leave work that I'm not doing it that night. Yeah, exactly. Oh, appreciate that.
2: Yeah, man, but uh Glad to get back on here. We've, um...
1: Yes! Yes! We are back. Welcome to Cobras and Fire.
2: Ooh, yeah! That's a much better start. So, yeah, I mean, like, I am two beers in right now, and I may be shirtless by the end of the show, kind of like you were at the the three sides of a shilling app.
1: <laughs> Correct? Yeah, my shining, uh, shining moment in podcast history. Uh, <laughs> no. I'm, uh I'm, I'm halfway through right now, oh, for one Okay, well, so um, starting my, back, start my,
2: <laughs> start my third, got a little cough here, but so, in summary, I mean, we, would have if we have stopped the podcast was our last podcast the three sides of a shilling ep together, yeah. Can you imagine if that was the end of the podcast in our I final? Been,
1: well, that's really why I wanted to hold out. I mean, me and the rest of the staff were thinking about just walking out, but. Uh... <laughs> I was like, that can't be the last one I do with uh, Loose Cannon.
2: I mean, can you imagine if that was our <laughs> swan song? Was a parody of a random kiss uh, yeah. talk show? Like that's where they that they they just left. It, and that, I'm not even sure that was a high note. It wasn't like Costanza, where you just you know you hit it and you leave the room.
1: Well, I, I still stand by it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I thought you and Sin Zach were good, and uh, I was okay. And then you had that kind of I don't know something happened the way you edited it. It seemed like I got. You know, I went from like you know, conversational to like angry drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it was. And by the way, Monster <laughs> Song. <suck. laughs> Where did that come out? of Well, know. we were talking about music from the Elders. <laughs> Sonic
3: Boom is a piece of
2: shit. <laughs> yeah, it was a little over the place. So kind of like today Tonight will be. But yeah, man. So tonight, we'll just get a little. Let's we'll just get loose, loose Canada up, baco it up, and which uh, is we'll kind of. I think we should kind of talk about. Things almost like backwards, like, because like, I know you've been going, going to a lot of concerts lately, as always. We are on the basically, there's we're, uh, we're like bizarro world, <laughs> like, you have all this. Like I, I look at my your, your Facebook page all the time, and I'm like, fucking asshole. I'm like, going to another one, he's going to this, he's going to that. You got credentials, you got all this stuff. So, me, I'm, I'm stuck with I've been to a few lately, but why don't you break that down, man? Grab the mic. What did you, you do last
1: night? Last night, I went to Alice Cooper and Motley Crue, and for some reason, I got credentialed because I uh, the first time they were here was like November 2014, yeah, and yeah. I didn't even get a polite no, like no response at all, and then they were here last August, and I got a, some a response, but the response was no. Wait, wait, wait. Is that this August?
2: Yeah. And they're back a third time in that market.
1: Yeah, and here's the deal with that, and and I think this has a lot to do with how I managed to get credentials.
3: Yeah,
1: um, is that this was supposed to be at Fargo, and for, I didn't hear the reason why it was canceled, and this whole weird timing of it, even though uh, Alice Cooper played a solo show here that had been booked for a while, really on, on Sunday night, huh? Um, and then on Tuesday was the Motley Crew, and that was only announced like early November. Uh, but they moved the Fargo show here. Uh, surprisingly, it was sold out because I, I, I saw there were still tickets available. Because I wasn't sure, because I hadn't heard back yet, and my wife really wanted to go, so I was looking at buying tickets. But right around that same time, uh, I heard that I we got the two passes and one photo uh, thing. So
2: so you okay? So you asked them, and, and so you didn't, okay? So I thought maybe you had the photo passes on top of having to buy. So you just got to go. Right.
1: Yeah, I got the tickets and the in the pass. So. Where were your seats? Uh, pretty good, but they were um. They were uh, stage right, so left side of the stage if you're looking at it. Um, and we were eight rows, eight rows up, but the very first section. So I don't know, you know, when they come to that side of the stage, we were pretty close. And then they did this kind of cherry picker thing where they right. make six swooped right over the top of us. So
2: okay, so that sounds. And then how long were you allowed to be? Were you allowed to be up front for both Alice
1: and <laughs> Motley, or not? Uh, this is where it gets a little more interesting. Um, Before I uh, tear into the whole deal, uh, I will say this. Motley's uh, uh, photo release was the, um, I don't know how to put it, the least restrictive one I've ever signed. Basically, the only restriction it had in there was that they could use it and not pay me. And for those who don't know, that is pretty much a a done deal no matter what. Usually, it's like you can use it one time, you can only use what you use that one time, and the rest is ours forever. And then they even get more restrictive than that if they want to. Anyway, but here's the deal: uh, for Alice Cooper, we got four songs, and it was right up in the photo pit, and I got a lot of great shots there. Uh, Motley Crue, it was two songs, and we had to shoot from the soundboard. And what from uh, the soundboard? Uh, and, I, and I, I like photography, and you know, I invested a little bit of money into my equipment, but I, I'm not trained in it. Um, I, I think I more come from an artistic angle with it than I know how to actually use the, the fucking equipment sometimes. Um, but, yeah, I definitely don't have the equipment to shoot a proper show from a soundboard. So, yeah, and, the, and uh, also, the where I was trying to get to with this is that being a last-minute show, there was only one other press person there, and he was from Chicago and another kind of website thing that I've never heard of. And... There, there was, like, no none of the local papers were there. None of the local TV people were there. The only other <laughs> photographer besides the two of us were uh, was the house photographer for the Target, or Target Center. And so I'm pretty sure that basically it's like, well, no one's asking. We can't really say no to everybody. Contact this Baco guy. Yeah. So uh, And by the way, uh, Anna, who works at uh, Target Center, who helped me with all this stuff, was very uh, professional, very easy to work with, kept it very organized explain the rules ahead of time, uh, allowed me to like go, what? Uh, Ahead of time? Yeah, ahead of time. But oh, here's the other fucker thing, though. This is where I kind of ripped the Target Center. I couldn't take my camera with me anywhere, except for to the car after Motley Crue. I didn't know this till I got there. And this is not a, uh, uh, this is downtown Minneapolis. This is not like a, a suburb where the parking lot surrounds it. I'm in a parking ramp two and a half blocks away.
2: Wait, wait, wait. i got to pause you. You mean after you're done taking pictures of the first two songs of Motley Crue, you have to take your camera back to your car?
1: Right, because I can't take it to my seat because they have a no camera in the arena policy. And I'm like, what the fuck is the photo credential for? Every other time I've, you know, I don't know if you've ever done this, but every time it's like once you have a photo credential, you can pretty much take it wherever. The restrictions are for the photo pit. They typically don't say you can't shoot from the balcony. Yeah, you
2: know, um, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, it makes
1: a, less a, sense because I'm reviewing the show, and she knew this, and it's like it's difficult to review a show that you're we're not gonna, at. You're gonna five songs. You're gonna be walking to your car and coming back.
2: Dude, that sucks. So you're telling me that you had to. to hmm. That means that I, I I almost can predict what song. Okay, so you actually so you left right after the second song, pretty much immediately, right? Yeah. So and that, you know it
1: takes probably a song to get out of the arena.
2: Sure. You know what? I you probably missed my favorite song by uh, by Motley. I'll
1: give you three. I'll give you three guesses. What you? Think. I know which ones they are, and I have it right in front of me. So why don't you go for it? What do you mean? I little, I know what songs I missed. Well, I,
2: as do I. I've seen the set list. So why don't you oh. get? not you guess out of those five songs what my favorite song is? I guess.
1: Oh, I got you. Um, are you, is it uh, a legit favorite song or? No, yeah,
2: yeah. No, it's legit favorite. Uh, song. Not a joke. Going to go with Looks That Kill.
1: Nope. That's actually one of my least favorite ones. Nice. We're on uh, the same side of that one. Good.
2: Don't Go Away Mad. I like it. It's definitely not my favorite, but I do like that song.
1: Well, it's not fucking smoking in the boys' room or same old situation. Are you talking Primal Scream? Fuck yeah. love that song. I don't like that
2: song. Really? Okay. I love the drums. I love Broken Dick Dog, Tail Knocked in the Dirt. I like uh, I like the guitar solo. the The drums are incredible in that song to me.
1: So anyway, uh, if I remember right, that was like a bonus track in the greatest hits, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's stuck in yeah. their set list. It sounds like a bonus track in the greatest hits, if you ask me. Yeah,
2: it, with your opinion. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's uh, that would that would just piss me off to no end if I had
1: to miss yeah. that. Well, moments. it is what it is. But... Yeah.
2: But okay, so anyway, <clears throat> enough about the the press part, which is is awesome. You're getting all this. No, is it just with the Decibel Geek? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Um, do you always wear the shirt every time?
1: With, with something like this, when it's a little more formal, you know, like we had to yeah. meet at the administrative office. Like, you know, I even buy one, bought one for my wife for when she's getting, you know, the freebies too that that she goes with. And you know, she took notes on the set list for me, so that's cool.
2: So, all right, so break it down. Alice is one of my favorites, and I, I just want to just just let loose, man. I just want to hear about this show because I. I, I I, I'm sure you have some at least funny stuff about it. What did you think about Alice? Breakdown Alice.
1: Well, I'm not a huge Alice Cooper fan. I, I don't have a problem with him. You know what I mean? I, but I've seen him plenty of times. And he, he typically his shows, to me, they come off kind of stale and very 70s, dusty sounding. But this show is different. Um, his, his current band is, is fucking amazing. Aren't they? I've seen yeah. them once before.
2: I, I saw him actually when it still had, uh, i always fuck up her name, Oranthi? Orianthi? do you even know who i'm talking about was,
1: oh i, I do good. you know what i didn't even put that together because nita's the one now correct they always have like a uh, you know a hot chick with uh that can really uh,
2: apparently nita's a good good guitarist i've never heard her but
1: well i i typically think it's kind of gimmicky but she's no gimmick right she was solid go ahead so the band uh, is phenomenal right yeah and you know I, I give crew credit i mean they did they gave him a, a a, 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 a pretty reasonable size of stage. To let him do his whole show. It's an hour long. It's not really chopped up. And that's, that's an hour-, hour a full yeah. hour.
2: That's actually almost a headline set by him because usually it plays eighty minutes, maybe ninety minutes yeah. on this show.
1: Wow, that's great. And uh, um, you know, you know, got to do his whole thing with the Frankenstein and the beheading and <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: and and in turn that didn't you know because like when kissing Def Leppard tour suddenly they're doing. Both doing an hour and ten minute sets, and they call it co headlining.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, nothing like that. Motley played almost two hours, so yeah. I give Motley credit for that. I actually left, uh, you know, when the Alice wrapped up. I kind of was like, "This is going to be pretty tough." You know, that kind of sucks for Motley because you know what we both expect when we see Motley crew mm-hmm. uh, musically. And you know what? Alice's band did blow him off the stage as well, far as that. That's but, what I'm uh,
2: saying, is that I, I think it's interesting
1: that they have somebody like Alice. I love Alice. I'm sorry. Because I don't continue. think they have to, honestly. I think they, they could have done, maybe sold a few less tickets, but made a little more money. Right. So exactly. I, I, I'll give him credit for that. Okay, continue. Um, but yeah, I loved Alice Cooper. Um, and like I said, it's not that I'm not a fan, it's just he was never my guy. My wife loves <laughs> him to death, but.
2: No, I hear you, but, but like, man, <laughs> live, he's never disappointed with me. And his band, but I will I will say that you're completely right. Like, I've seen him all these times. and well, remember that,
1: like, Eric know. Singer, Carrie Kelly lineup? You know, it's just, like, it was just flat, and all those records that he released around that time were just, like, God, you're just grasping at just, you're, you're reaching for mediocrity. Well,
2: yeah. he, right. I mean, there he's always been kind of a, you know, a trend chaser, which is kind of cool because he has a d- different. Zone. He usually has like two or three albums of a style and then he goes to a different direction like he does yeah. like, garage rock and Did um, you like the Welcome to My Nightmare tour or whatever you want to call fuck it? Fuck no. It was awful really? to me. No, I, it was I good. one of his uh the only one I like on that whole album really is mm-hmm. Runa- Runaway Train. You don't like I that actually, song do you
1: <laughs> no, well I, I you've gone to my head I don't know that I could name a track on it's there. like I've, the
2: track three or four I he, it, it's I mean, it was I was expecting a lot more with the you know the Ezrin connection there's there's too many sure. songs on that was part of it too but well
1: but. my wife is a big fan and she gets you know so every time the record comes out and me being the only person that knows when this stuff actually happens I typically pick it up for her. and so but but I remember hearing it and I listened to it a couple of times and I liked it yeah. They, but I know it was, here yeah. Alice could still sing. You know, I was, I was convinced that he was like, he had gotten so old that he was just stuck in that, your lips so soft, you know, because that's right. what he'd been doing for about 20 years. <laughs> right.
2: No, that's cool. Um, okay. So now bring, bring me to my, uh, what I really want to know about <laughs> <laughs> is your, your, I, right before first, first on Facebook, I, I see the little, uh, I'm going for beer number four here. Um. I yeah. saw on, I, I oh. on Facebook that uh, I, I've just got one sleeve off right now, I cut off my sleeves so. <laughs> but I have uh, I saw on Facebook your little credentials and I saw you in front of that <laughs> I didn't know you were shooting from the soundboard I thought yeah. you they just were randomly taking a picture in between the set but it says, soundboard's all set up I'm sure they'll just be playing a CD for the next two hours or whatever yeah. you said That
1: was a good line But well, uh, no, it's some, Was it you or Hardaway that said that?
3: Oh you. wait, no, that, that
1: was, was your... my comeback. Yeah, like yeah, well, I'm sure once they start playing, I'll hear his Be listening to a CD. So.
2: Exactly, and then I put that. You know my opinion of uh, Vince, obviously, with his. Uh, his yeah, insane... let's talk well, but, about. But, that. but before have
1: that, some about Vince. I mean, are, is it um, is it the unforgivable crime that he never really paid a price for that bothers you the most, or? What, you, you, are, what are
2: you talking about? The unforgivable crime? You know, he
1: killed somebody driving drunk. No, that's not. That's not what it is. I mean, that's obviously. You really awful. are that upset about him being fat and on crappy reality television? No, I'm not mad about that either. Hold
2: on for a second. But before we we start going into all this about uh, about uh, <laughs> Vince, now we have to give Vince props as is from Cobras and Fire because he is one of the first sponsors of our show. Correct? I mean, that indeed. I mean, he has his his Vince focal power. You know his whole his whole d- <laughs> DVD, uh, no DVD. It was some kind of instructional thing. I forget what it is. But um, actually, he sent it. He sent it uh, after, <laughs> after the show. Actually, Vince Vince did uh, email because he knew he was going to have a review on the show. So he emailed me and said that he, he's actually sponsoring it this again. So let's play um, the Vince Vocal Power
0: Rock Vocal Power. Have you ever wanted to sing like Vince Neal? I bet you have. Well, now that dreams come true thanks to Vince Neil's Rock Vocal Power Instructional Series. Rock Vocal Power. Hi, I'm Vince Neil of Motley Crue, one of the greatest singers of all time. My Rock Vocal Power program includes the art of singing every fifth word. Plus, if you run out of breath, just point the mic stand at the audience and they'll sing it for you. Rock Vocal Power. In addition, I'll teach you how to destroy our national anthem and disgrace our country at the same time Rock Vocal Power This is all done by a strict regimen of eating cheeseburgers at midnight, drinking heavily DUIs Rock Vocal Power Just apply at VinceVocalPower.com today Rock Vocal Power
2: Anyway, so yes as, as you can see, he is one of the greatest singers of all time, correct? <laughs> um,
1: well, you know He's Vince.
2: Okay. Well. anyway, Prince
1: Vince. Go
2: go, go ahead. D- do well. You know,
1: I I I got a lot of really good lines about uh, some of this stuff that's going to be in my decibel geek review. But please, uh, just
2: just listen. Not everybody listens to this that reads decibel geek. So to use some of your material now. Don't worry about it.
1: All right. Good enough. Um. Well, I I call him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've seen him lately, right? He's a little overweight. He's yeah, got I mean, chubbier since I've last seen him. And last time I saw him, he was not like unnoticeably chubby.
2: It, it's just, it's just imp- he's impressively. I don't even go into the whole thing of ragging him because he's he's so he, that he's overweight. My whole thing uh. is the fact that he's out of breath by the end of the first. Well, right.
1: song. Yeah, well, that's, they kind of go hand in hand. They and, uh, do, but you know, uh,
2: a, you <laughs> know, a, a heavy man can still pull it off if he wants to. You ever seen Meatloaf? He can he can pull it off. He can still yeah, go. He doesn't.
1: He doesn't move like Vince,
2: man. course oh, b- 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 he move?
1: <laughs> All over the stage, baby. Yeah, he moves right, uh,
2: right to behind of the uh, the drum set where catering is.
1: Yeah, I didn't doubt that. But uh, go ahead. No, he was. Uh, he's. He, let's just put it this way. My first thought was like, you know, he's literally stopped even trying. You know, it doesn't even care. And um, you know, when when we were kind of um, teasing back and forth on Facebook last night about like his singing, yeah. And like you, you made the comment about you wanted him to uh, lip sync. <laughs> just, just as a fully,
2: fully yeah. it is not a joke. I fully endorse. Uh, no. I fully I, I endorse lip syncing. Everything else has backing tapes in that fucking show. So I, you might I as know. well back him. Why? He's the
1: only really weak link. They could have everything else live, and as long as he's lip syncing, I'd be happy. Well, I, I can I can almost to hundred percent guarantee that Sully is wrong that Nikki does not play bass. I, I, I heard Sully's comments uh, a week or so earlier. On that, so I paid a little extra attention to that. You know, I I, I think I'm at least trained enough ear wise to be able to tell when a guy is playing. You know, I I when he when he wasn't playing, the bass wasn't coming through. So first
2: I'm, off, you have to consider the source. I'm not sure. If yeah, you're, you know, the, I don't I, I, I don't know if you're a Godsmack fan at all. I am not, but he, I just I just don't.
1: Well, I think the the point of that whole story that you know, because Sully tells his side right. Nikki doesn't like him. Probably never liked him. Right. And probably had a problem doing a tour with him. And and that doesn't mean you treat people like shit, but that seems to be a legitimate concept to the equation that is not being talked about. Sully's like, where does he get off treating people like that? He's like, maybe it's just you. (laughs) This is one of the things, like, and, and Sully shared the picture of the pass he got for one of the shows, you know, for like when he was in Godsmack, and he had to have his own pass. It was just like a, a piece of white sticker that said "banned" that in marker, so it's right. kind of funny. But I got a better pass than he did last night, and who the fuck am I?
2: <coughs> Your All I'm here. saying
1: is that what I left from that is that like, I think I was really just a dick move that was intended. Right. And right or wrong, that is a little different than like I think I'm better than everybody. Now he just doesn't like you. Yeah,
2: he was, But Godsmack basically was one of the many obstacles I had to get to to get to Motley Crue. I went to one of the few concerts I had, like the Credentials um, Pass, <clears throat> you know, the whole, um, the Pass uh, deal, Press Pass, was, was Crew Fest. This, not the first one, but the second one, when I had to get through Theory of a Dead Man. And God's and Godsmack right in a row to get to Motley Crue. The lineup was not very good for that. It was it was poorly attending. It was like four thousand people out of uh, twenty thousand amphitheater. But point being is I, I I remember Godsmack saying we should have headlined because they were more popular than Motley Crue then. So they were angry that they were on something called Crew Fest where they were second
1: billing. Yeah, so there might have been a little chippiness going in. You thinking? Right. Yeah,
2: I think so. But anyway, um, let's get back to the your yeah. experience.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, so I, I couldn't really tell from where I was shooting, believe it or not. It was far worse than if I would have shot up my seats.
2: Yeah, man, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I cannot believe that they would... That doesn't even make any sense, because you're just, like, free publicity. Your stuff that goes on the blogs and stuff like that, and they're going to give you that view? It makes no fucking sense. It,
1: it just it seemed unnecessary, but... Uh, well, so when I get to my seat, you know, after, you know, running to the car, going up the parking <laughs> ramp stairs, coming I love, back. I'd love
2: to have a camera, like a, a GoPro, a GoPro. Minneapolis,
1: your... I'm just heading back to the Target Center. Um, and both times getting scalpers asking me if I need tickets.
2: Did anybody give you uh, shit trying to get back in?
1: No, surprisingly. They, I, I did ask that and how that was going to work out. But that right. all went smooth. Okay. Uh, so I get to my seat and Vince Neil is right the our end of the stage. So he's sure. about 15 feet away. Mm-hmm. And I looked, lean into my wife, and I'm like, God, he got fat. <laughs> She's like, I know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you know, it was typical stuff. But um, when you were commenting on that, at that point, I was like, you know what? Uh, to be honest with you, I mean, it was still that kind of every other word thing that he does. Yeah, yeah. But he sounded as good as I've heard him sound in a long time. All right. That's good. But, hold on. There's a caveat. Mm-hmm. Then they went into to shout at the devil. Oh, and- boy. Oh boy. It was cringe worthy. It Horrific. was like I, I, I feel I felt bad for him. And I'll tell you this, like, um, you know, in, in and and I almost could feel it in my throat because Vince, if he's ever had anybody offer him some like technique tips as far as singing or any professional help, you know, as far as this is how to properly sing, right, you know, you know, he he has either forgotten it but more than likely he just never took it serious and didn't give a shit. Uh, but he's definitely not using it because um, it, during Shot at the Devil and Livewire like in, in my band we used to play Livewire a lot and to sing it like Vince Neil actually required me to kind of undo proper training to, to sound as close to him you know and at a certain point your, your, your neck muscles get tired and that's what I heard in him and it was like oh oh, and during Livewire you know that part where it kind of goes down it's like
3: come on baby oh play. yeah yeah yeah
2: that yeah. part he, well, can he, do, he can that. do that. He can do that part, but the rest of it's well, like yeah, gar, but, it's the rest of it's all garbley gook. Like the the verses, well, you, for know a the devil. Big, <laughs> you know how big
3: that
1: big, you know whatever you know that right. big scream. Now to be fair, that was a long time ago, and even if he was still you know uh, capable of pulling off most of stuff, that would probably be that would probably be I can't even say probably right. be in one of the hard uh, notes for him to hit. But he comes out and then he does the whole thing where he puts his arm up and the audience sings the whole part, right?
3: Yeah,
1: and I'm like. Probably a good move. And then that was a, just a tease. If tea. you can't sing it, let the audience do it. Well, no, He was just kind of leading up to him doing it right after them. And so he, he starts into it, and then it gets to that part, and I I literally looked at my wife and I'm like, don't do it. And God bless him. That guy gave it everything he had. It was fucking garbage. But <laughs> <laughs>
2: it, it was embarrassingly bad. Are you bad. actually going to put this in the review? Because your reviews lately have been very oh, gentle yeah. to everybody. That
1: was, that one's in there. Because I've
2: seen those reviews where, I forget who it is on Geek, There's Geek, like, there's like, I don't know if there's two or three people that go to like
1: hundreds of shows, and every single review of the show is like, this is a great show. I'm like, it can't be! Mine's kind of a mixed bag, because this right. is almost an emotional thing for me, and I thought the band sounded great. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, I make fun of McMars being, you know, like an evil Mr. Burns, if that's possible.
0: You've got to give it for that guy. That guy's in so much pain. Oh man, you know what? I,
1: hand to, hand to heart. He moved around pretty freaking good for a guy that I thought could barely move.
2: Right. Um, mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, all the riding stuff he didn't go on. So like, sure. when, do you,
2: have you been to the, this tour? I haven't been to this one, but a lot of the same um, tricks are the ones the, I the, said. Did like, they I use saw- the
1: cherry picker thing where they pick Vince and uh, Nikki up and whip them around the crowd. Yep, it's pretty awesome. Okay, they, they, listen. When I saw oh, the a- reason I mentioned that is they have like a rising thing for that Mick is on right. In the middle. Okay. And it's about 30 by 30 feet, and he stands in the middle, and it barely goes up. Right. <laughs> it's like, well, if you fall down, at least you won't be anywhere near the edge.
2: Exactly. So, like, like with that real quick, is here's the thing. Like, you say it's an emotional thing. Absolutely is for me, too. That's part of my whole disappointment oh. is that, that when you see, I, t- I said this much, when I saw the, the Motley and Kiss uh, co-headline deal, Motley's stage absolutely mopped Kiss Kisses stage. It was embarrassing how 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 blank Kisses stage was afterwards. It had depth. It had the roller coaster in the in the middle. They would just went in the circle at the time. Yeah. And the set list between both acts, Motley set list, absolutely just killed Kisses. And you know what a huge f- fan I am. And I, sure. and, I, and I'm and I'm looking at all this. And the, but the thing that killed me is the fact that everything sounded. Recorded, Vince sounded like shit and all this stuff like that. But the, but the catalog of what they were playing that like 13 to 14 songs it was just hit after hit after like, you know what I mean? Like the crowd is eating it up, but it's just, it just, yeah.
1: I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, there was a handful of songs that, that I literally don't like by Motley Crue. Like I would never purposely put it on. Right. And they right. played a handful of them that night and I liked it that night. Right. Exactly. And as far as the backing stuff, um, I haven't seen Motley Crue since 88. I've only heard wow, the stories. Wow, that's since.
2: the last time you've saw them was 88. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I've seen them probably, like, same thing with Alice. That's an interesting thing. I've seen both of them 10 to, at least 10. Motley was my first show.
1: I've seen Alice probably four times in that time. Okay. But yeah, I think they've kind of toned down the backing tracks because it was largely just backing <laughs> vocals and accenting pieces. Well, that's like good. It, was, it was clear that there was only one guitar. Like when you know when Mick would go to play a lead, there was no rhythm guitar, right? Um, and I don't I don't know what they were doing in the past, and 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 clearly they didn't have any aid for Vince, um,
3: because <laughs> right. Was... I mean, listen,
2: he's never been, uh, you know, amazing. We're talking a lot about this, but like Mitch Lafon. He, you know, I, I'm on his uh, Facebook page or see his feed, and he had like a live show of the Girls, Girls, Girls tour, like a complete one, which I just hit play on and listened to the first couple songs. And uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he actually skipped lyrics then too, back in '87. Oh, so.
1: yeah, he's been doing it for a while, right. according to Nikki, ever since the beginning. But right, so um, but so, again, I, I, I think it has a lot to do with his technique, and, and there's not a fucking chance that somebody hasn't tried to over the years reach out. And you know what? I, I, one thing hit me uh, because this is, you know, the final tour. They're all that good stuff. Maybe. And so they're doing the whole nostal- nostalgia thing, you know? Sure. Um, but they kind of started that a long time ago. If you think about it, that little middle break on Kickstart My Heart is all about like, man, we just started this band and now we're kicking some ass. Right. Years gone by. It's like, you know, well, fuck, you guys have pretty much made a career out of, <laughs> you know, looking back. It's interesting too because they, they, their catalog, if you look at it, is only like seven albums,
2: I think, roughly.
1: And, and is there a less motley crew? Uh, honest to God, they're all freaking addict criminals. <laughs> uh, they, they, you know, I guess Tommy likes you know, dance music, but
2: oh my god, it, was it what did they have the thing set up someplace? Yeah, they don't. it was awesome, it was awesome, but he is, but he plays to like uh, Skrillex or whatever the is right like oh yeah it was shit. like
1: uh you're in a techno club and he's djing and playing drums at the same time i fucking love it you know but maybe it's because you guys don't drop molly and put glow sticks in your mouth that uh, you I, I roofied my own drink so i could wake up feeling violated
2: <laughs> excellent that's that's what i recommend during that part no
1: the whole thing that's what i'm saying like the whole production's there and Anyway. So I do love it. By the way, I, I make fun of it like there, but I thought it was cool as fuck. Okay. And all, all you meathead rock guys that just can't fucking sit back and enjoy this little light spectacle. It, it's basically just a fireworks show with crappy music. Yeah, I mean, no, haven't it's, you it's ever... All, go ahead. Oh, haven't you ever gone to like a dance club and before you got married and... You know, you,
2: <laughs> I I guess so. I mean, I, I think it would be cooler if he did it like back in the day where he did it to other songs, but anyway...
1: Now, Nikki does this thing where he comes out and he tells this story about ripping off his grand granddad's uh, uh, knife, pocket knife that he would bring home every night, and okay, um, and he turns it into a story about like you know, you know, just do what you want, and if you do it enough times, you know, it'll work out. Uh, so if you it, steal
2: your dad's pocket knife enough times, that's the moral yeah. of the story: is if <laughs> yes. you do it, you do it better and better and better. Be the best yeah. at what you Eventually, can do. Eventually,
1: he's gonna get sick of grounding you and just give you the knife. Hmm. That's, um, that's,
2: I, that's that's not one I'm going to use for my
1: children I wouldn't uh, recommend that but here's the <laughs> let thing let me tell you a story I, I literally found myself remembering being like about you know 14 or 15 and reading Nikki Six interviews right. and how you know how, how he would talk to like inspiring the kids and we're all just trying to get along and, and it was very helpful you know as an angst ridden teenager uh, but it's very clear to me listening to who, to him tell that story that he thinks I'm still 15
0: <laughs> yeah
1: and uh, yeah. I kind of felt kind of silly at that point. But, you know, overall, it was it was really cool. The show was fucking amazing. Yeah. Vince, theatrics are amazing. Vince was a disaster. Yeah. Um, but well, we've talked enough. You probably know that I kind of enjoy that a little bit, probably for the wrong reasons. But they did a lot of really cool stuff as far as, you know, if this is going to be their last show. And let me ask you that. Do you think this is it for them touring? Um, well,
2: they did sign that legal document.
1: <laughs> that, that nobody's seen that, that uh, only affects the form of them that they can undo
2: yeah but anyway
3: um, I, yeah,
2: I believe it more than a lot of other ones that have done this because yeah. the thing is is that here's the thing that they'll still be out I mean right now immediately after this you know Nikki's gonna go back to 6am they're, yep. they're touring they're at some of the festivals and we'll go into that in a second but the other thing that's kind of funny is my brother lives up in, um, near Hammond, Indiana which is near
1: hey just uh, real quick yeah go ahead on my Skype, there's an ad that keeps coming over for Coles, and it has a, ro- a promo code for let it snow. Okay. And right in the middle of there is, you know, let it, so it's tits. And <laughs> it just keeps sticking out while we're talking. Every time I turn my head down, I just see the word tits.
2: Well, you have to think, tw- at least look at your promo codes once or twice before you <laughs> put them out there,
1: people. Well, I'm glad way. I interrupted you. Carry on, Liz Cannon. Yes,
2: yes. I never thought there'd be a Coles interruption during this. But anyway, <laughs> so the point being is that directly after, I guess, the last, next 14 shows, in either February or January, Vince Neal is at the Hammond Casino. My brother sent me a picture of the, the billboard. So they're going to. I mean, that's. What it just kind of makes me laugh about is that doesn't he have at least enough to get by for February? He's already doing solo dates right after <laughs> no it.
0: No idea. But anyway, That'd so be- that
2: point is they'll always be out there in some form or another. <laughs>
0: In that night, that's right.
2: <laughs> and if you, if you, you think he probably puts more effort in the, the show you saw. That if he's playing a casino, he probably just basically takes a dump, oh, on, yeah. a, dump, dump on a I stage and leaves. I saw him play at
1: the place where um, uh, Shine Down just played, and uh, he mailed it in, man. They, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He just like, appeared for twenty minutes while the rest of Slaughter. Played like an instrumental version of seventies classic. I saw
0: that. I saw that
2: he opened okay. This I basically this I think this entire thing is just gonna be called Motley Crue this episode, because 'cause we've been going yeah. on for a while, so now we already figured, halfway into the show, we figured out the theme. So okay, so down here in, in uh, South Florida, in West Palm Beach, right when I moved down here in two thousand seven, they opened Doctor Feel Goods. Did you ever hear about this? It was a club. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now is it
1: not open anymore?
2: No. It lasted like three or four years. Within a couple... First off, within the first year, they tried to do... This shows my area, okay? They tried to make it a rock club, have bands there. Uh, Because everybody down here sucks, and rock is dead, especially down here in South Florida, it soon changed over to basically my friend came down in 2008, only a year after it opened, and all it was was like what Tommy was playing. And you wouldn't think... You go in there, there's there's the motorcycles from the Girls, Girls, Girls And There's all this, like, it's like a hard rock cafe for Motley Crue. But you go in there and it's, there's nothing. There's no bands, nothing. It shut down. I'm like, hmm, maybe because it didn't make any fucking sense. But uh, anyway, so he, but the point is, when it opened, he played a free concert right outside in this street called Clematis Street, which basically just shut down the street and they had him play. First off, he wasn't wearing pants, not proper pants. He was wearing, like, um, kind of the outfit he wore when he was doing that solo stuff uh um when he was dressed basically in a a long coat i can't remember what that was what was the one exposed what was the name of his, his solo album right uh, after
1: carved in stone
2: Car- no not that one
1: i think exposed was the first one
2: there you go that one but um he, he did the same thing he left he left the stage it was like an hour show he left the stage for at He's least 20 20- that
1: garbage that long Jesus, I'm talking like six years ago.
2: No, he, he left for, for 20 minutes. You know, it was Dana and whatever that drummer's yeah. name was, Zoltan. He left for at least 20, 25 minutes and took a nap somewhere. And they basically played like <laughs> at least three to four songs
1: that weren't Motley. They were just he went, like, went to Chipotle. <laughs> got some, got some, You eco- got a guy. Got, it's in his rider. You have to drive him to Chipotle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen,
1: when I'm in this show
0: at the 30 minute mark, you better be fucking there. Take me to Chipotle. Car running, yeah, yeah car, car running. Because when I come back and shit over shit, shout,
1: shout the devil,
2: I need to have a full belly.
1: And you wait, and you wait till the I can't do this. And you wait till they got the meat in the burrito
0: before you ask for double meat. Are you trying to do a Vince Neil impression? Or-
1: I'm
2: trying, but oh my God, I don't even know what that I'm was. Hold on for a second. Here. We got okay, real quick. We're gonna pause for. Okay. Uh, we're gonna play one. Station identification. Pick, yeah, <laughs> pick pick one Motley song that you want to play right now to take a break from this. We'll transition oh out of this boy. conversation. I, yeah. Just pick one. Any of them. You pick Shout a deep track. Devil. Oh fuck that. Come on, seriously. See, I
1: knew it. I knew it. You're like, pick any of them. Uh, it's still my favorite after all these years. All right, you want me to go deep? Uh, no, no, you can do that if you no, want. No, I two, got three. one. I got one. I got one. Okay, go one. ahead. What? Uh, tonight, we need tonight the first track, side, side yep. two of. Uh,
2: yeah. Shout of the Devil. No, no, that's off of uh, Theater, right? Uh, theater Pain. Yep. Done.
1: Kids, that was tonight that's the first song on the second side of the 1985 Motley Crue Classic on lecture <laughs> Electra Records Theater of Pain <laughs> I had to say all that just to get my mind caught up to what the album was called again that, that's fine yeah go ahead yeah. Um, well I, I do believe it's the final tour uh, but not for the reasons Nikki's saying I think you know because he tells like we want to go out on top well you're not first. <laughs> I know uh, your guitar player can barely stand, much right. less hold a guitar. Right. Um, and by the way, God bless Mick, because I, I, I think he's a bit of an unsung hero of the 80s scene. Absolutely. He's
2: a great guitarist. Who
1: had better tone than him? Nobody.
2: <clears throat> and it's interesting, because each one of those albums, he did have, like, like I've always thought that, that Girls, Girls, Girls had a very unique guitar tone through the whole
1: album. Like, yeah. Compared he to... He always had a good tone. It, it, and it would change each record, but it was correct. like... Like, I always thought Sambora's guitar tone was fucking garbage. Mm-hmm. Rat had one guitar tone. Absolutely. All the way But no, I, I I think Mick, uh, you know, it's it's like, well, he may not be George Lynch, but he's not fucking CeCe DeVille. You know, it's just, give him some fucking props. And he played great. But my point is that, like, Vince clearly is not close to the his peak. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. I, I do think the realization came that, like, especially with Mick, because if, if, if they're willing to put up with Vince, they can keep going for a while. I'm pretty sure Vince can maintain this level for another <laughs> decade. Maintain this level of quality.
0: Can, yeah. you, can you continue doing what you have?
1: Anyway. I'm co- saying if it's good no. enough today, it'll be good enough in 10 years, and it'll be about the same. I don't know that you can say that with Mick. But you combine the two things and the fact that, like, you know, there is more of a, a, a draw and an interest when you say and you make this big deal and you do the legal thing and it is the final tour. You know, it got my wife's attention, that's for sure. It, that and, and you know what? I think they did it right. You know, what? it was a fun show and it was a two-year tour. They, they didn't half-ass it. And again, they, they brought Alice Cooper with for pretty much the entire thing. The entire It was the entire thing. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's not opened
2: up from them. But.
1: Well, I, I will say this because of the, the nature of this show. Two days before, they weren't sure who was... They wouldn't announce anyway who the huh. opener was. Okay. Uh, because Alice had already had a local show, I think they wanted to hold off and say he was going to be playing here too. But I also think, um, you know, there's a bit of a cash grab, you know, obviously. And there, that, there's no crime in that, by the way. Yeah, of but, course not
2: this is the, listen I, I'm just waiting for these these artists heritage artists whatever you want to call them to call their final tour the IRA tour or the 401 k tour. you know what I mean because it, it's a good fine. idea actually it's, you it's know why, why not have a
1: little fun with it I mean Willie Nelson released a, a, the IRS tape so he could get himself out of bankruptcy exactly <laughs> you right. know I mean why, not, why be so like serious about it you know but I will say this this is I guarantee this will happen. Even though Motley Crue, if you pay any attention at all, which the people who will comment on this down the road don't, they only said they were never going to do a tour again. They didn't say they wouldn't play again. They didn't, They never said they wouldn't do a Las
2: Vegas. Oh, rest- yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, They right. won't
1: record again. Right. They will do one of those things. They'll play a one-off festival, and they'll be like, oh, another one of those bands. that reti- I mean, how many times have we heard the Rolling Stones being used as a band like how many reunion tours have they had right you know what the grand total is zero how many (laughs) times has kiss retired once how many times have they unretired once i'm not saying it doesn't happen but when when these things are used as metaphors for it's typical they're always blown out of proportion by fucking morons who have no idea what they're talking about you know and nobody brings up ozzy who really made a big deal out of it that was like that was like in 93. Or yeah. <laughs> no more. No, no
2: more tours. I'm like, um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I've finally come back with a relevant album and now I'm going to retire. Free pass. I don't know. Cause people forgot about it. It's before the internet.
1: I love Ozzy, but uh, so
2: do I. So here's well, they, the thing. Here's well, the they, thing.
1: They haven't forgot about the Rolling Stones <laughs> and they never did it.
2: Right. But here's the thing, Baco, if we could wrap this up for, for the, our, our, our reunion show. Okay. Um, I had no idea we we're going to talk about Motley this, this, this much, but that's, we have an entire episode in and of itself. So we are, I would like to close this episode and we're going to, we're going to start recording for the next one in a moment, yeah. but why don't, I think we're in agreement that you do like the John Karabi Motley Crue album, correct?
4: I do. Okay. Much.
2: So why don't we just, uh, just throw a monkey wrench in it or whatever and pick I will not, I will not refute any song you pick because <laughs> I pretty much love every single song of this album. Except for two. So, I'll see if you pick those one of those two songs, and I'll still go with it. So, what, what do you got? I, I
1: want that uh, Tommy Lee song off the cautionary disc. No. <laughs> no, I, I'll take um, uh, Poison Apples. Perfect.